0: Darius to set over the kingdom and hundred and twenty princes which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give account unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes, because an excellent spirit was in him, and the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Verse number four says, Then the president and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Verse 5 says, Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against, against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to, to the king, and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, and the, the governors, and the princes, the counselors, and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute. And to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition or any god or man for thirty days, save, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore, King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Verse number 10. It says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed... He went into his house and, uh, and, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before God. Like, look at this next part. It says, as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree? that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true according, uh, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Then they, uh, then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. Then the king... When he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Verse 15 says, then these men assembled unto the king and said to the king, Know, O king, that the law of Medes and Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king establisheth may be changed. Then the king commanded and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, thy God whom thou servest, notice this next word continually, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den and the king sealed it with his own signet and with the signet of his of his lords and the purpose that that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Verse 18 Then the king went to uh, went to his palace, and passed the night fasting, neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the kings rose very early in the morning, and went in haste unto the den of lions. And when he came to the den he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel, and, and the king spake, and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions. Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God has sent His angel and has shut the lion's mouths, that they have, have not hurt me for, for as much as before him inonescy was found in me, and also before the yoking have I done no hurts. Then was the king exceeding glad for him, and commanded that they should take Daniel up out of the den, so Daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him, because he believed in his God. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast and they cast uh, them and uh, into the den of excuse me, and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, and their wives, and the lions had mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces wherever they came at the bottom of the den. Verse twenty-five. Then King Darius wrote unto all people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree. That in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth and rescue, uh, and, and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Let's open in a word of prayer. Father, we thank you so much for this evening. Lord, thank you, dear God, for this time that we can get into your scriptures. I pray, Lord, that as as we enjoy this service, I pray, Lord, that you'd speak. I pray, dear God, that you'd speak through me. I pray, Lord, that I wouldn't be in the way, but that everything that's said tonight would bring honor and glory to your name. Lord, help us be attentive. Help us, Lord, not to allow our minds to wander or to be distracted. We love you. We thank you for all you've done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Daniel chapter 6. I've always enjoyed the book of Daniel. There's a lot to learn here. I've always considered it a very applicable book. And what we see here is the power of a consistent life. We see Daniel. We see a man who was found faithful. We see Daniel, a man who just kept doing what what he was called to do, what he was supposed to do. And we see how that made uh, such a great impact, not only in his life, but in the lives of those who are around him. Now, you know, I don't know about all of you, but I know i I was telling uh, Pastor Andrews before service, I have always been a sports fan and I just enjoy it. My favorite sport is football, but every now and then I check out a few other sports and I remember seeing at, at one point it was an article and there was a little bit of an interview going on in it of a major league baseball pitcher that he was an extraordinary pitcher, but quite honestly, he didn't do all that many extraordinary things. He never had a no-hitter, he had never had anything of that sort, but, uh, uh, but over 21 seasons, I believe it was something like, uh, uh, it, was, it was somewhere into his career, he became one of the few pitchers who ever won 300 games. Now this man, like I said, he wasn't one of the all-stars, he wasn't one of the greats, but he won. When they interviewed him and they asked him, well, what is it about you that, that helps you in this way? He says, well, I'm not the flashy guy, but I'm the grinder. I just show up to work and I just do my job. I do what I'm supposed to do. This picture, Don Sutton, maybe some of you have heard of him. He was around a bit before my time, but, but he was someone, he wasn't the guy that made a big name for him. He wasn't the guy that made a big splash for himself, but what he was is someone who just did his job. As a matter of fact, there was a sports article that described him as the family sedan, of baseball. And by that, they just mean that he was just the normal guy. He just rolled about. He was reliable. He was dependable. He just did what he was supposed to do. He wasn't that Ferrari with all the sparkly. He wasn't that Mercedes with the flash. He wasn't that Camaro that, that had all the muscle. He was just the guy that showed up to work and did his job. You know, I think about Daniel and I realized that Daniel, he was someone that was consistent, he was someone that was faithful. He was someone that when he, when he went about his day, he was just doing what God called him to do. Now, he was in Babylon. Babylon was a wicked place. This was a terrible uh, country filled with idolatry, filled with paganism, and the culture was just wicked. It was a depraved place, yet Daniel just was consistent. Daniel just did what he was called to do. There are characters in the Bible. They made big splashes. I think about Moses. He led the children of Israel out of out of Egypt. I think about David. He was a great warrior, a man after God's own heart. I think about the apostle Paul, with that priest with such power that, that saw such persecution. And, and then I see Daniel, and I realize that while Daniel was was great and enough uh, as a man of God, it wasn't because he had seen some national revival in Babylon. As a matter of fact, while he was there, I mean, think about it, though he was promoted, although he was respected for his character, his people, the Jews, they they were slaves. They were captives. And while he was there over the course of, over the course of that time, like I said, there wasn't, there wasn't a change in the religion of Babylon. Now, he had an impact on the, on the leadership of Babylon. He had an impact on Nebuchadnezzar and Darius and how great that is. And I praise God for that. But understand something tonight. Daniel wasn't a great man of God because he was able to splash onto the scene and, and make a big show. He was a great man of God simply because he was consistent. Because he just did what God had called him to do. I praise God this evening that what we need today, what we need right now in the year 2021, is we need men and women of God who would purpose within their heart that we will be faithful. I understand there's a lot of obstacles out there. There's a lot that the devil has thrown into our face, and he tries his very best to veer us off course. But I pray tonight that we would purpose to be faithful as Daniel... Was faithful. And this evening, for just a few moments, I want to share with you from this passage of scripture a few details of Daniel's life that show us a little bit about this kind of faithfulness. I, I notice, first of all, and I won't read all the verses again since we read through them before, but in verses 1 on down through verse 9, I notice here Daniel's character. We learn a lot about who Daniel was and, and what he who was within his heart. I, I see in verses 1 through 3, we see his position. Now I believe here this speaks a lot to his character because it shows here, it says it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom and 120 princes which should be over the whole kingdom and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first that the princes might give accounts to them that the king would have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. Now, as I said, he was was a captive here. He was a nobody here. He had no position. I mean, literally, he was from a foreign country, but he comes, and the king saw such an excellent spirit in him. They saw such a character within him. They said, you know, that's the kind of guy we want in leadership. You know, here's something that we can understand. Though we may be different from the world, though we may be set apart from the world, the world is going to see Christ within us. And we need to be faithful, we need to be diligent to showing that type of that type of integrity, that type of character when, when we show that God is able to use that, God is able to work like that. We see we see daniel 's position here, and, and I think about it. I, I think about uh, everything that he, he was challenged with, as I said. I mean, when he showed up in Daniel chapter 1 in Babylon, he was just a teenager. He was just a, a young guy. It wasn't he was impressive. It wasn't that he was some great and mighty king, some guy of great oratory ability. I have no idea. It doesn't tell us that he was that. We know that he was a prince. We know that he, he was well-trained, but we see he, he was just a guy. But he was a man that he was a young man. He was a teenage man that, that purposed to live faithfully for God. But Daniel... Purposed in his heart. I pray for young people. I pray for adults. I pray for men and women of God. Who would purpose that same type of faithfulness. Now we see his position. We see obviously he was recognized for his character. But then I notice also as it continues Daniel's problem. Daniel, I mean, you look at him, obviously there was no fault that could be found with him. It clearly says this. It says there was an excellent spirit. It says that there was no fault or occasion that they could could pin up against him, but his problem was his enemies. His problem, well, it wasn't even that he had enemies, it's that people were jealous of him. I mean, here he was just living his life for the glory of God, doing what he knew was right, and because of that, he saw some animosity. He saw some hatred. You know, here's something that we can remember is that, you know, we may not necessarily deserve the wrath of this world, but this world doesn't care. They're wicked and, and they're lost and ungodly. When, when you don't have Jesus Christ, you don't, you don't have that within you to do the, the right. But praise God this evening that Daniel, in spite of who he was around, in spite of the jealousy, in spite of the wrath, in spite of the persecution, he, he just simply did what he was supposed to do. I pray this evening as well for today that, that folks who are even in this room, any, any person who would uh, claim to be a child of God, that despite how the world may attack us, and, and I'll be honest with you, the world will attack us. The Bible warns us of this. The Bible tells us this, that we would just keep doing what God has called us to do. As I've already said in verse 3, it says this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. Verse 4, it says, then the presidents and princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdoms, but they could find an occasion or fault. Verse 5, then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel. We see his character in his position. We see his character in his problems. And and, and we see his character in his purity. There was nothing that they could pin on him. Now I think about that how convicting it it is to think and ask myself and ask ourselves if if we had folks out there who were putting our life under a microscope who were examining every every room every closet in our heart and in our mind would they be able to find what they found with Daniel and that was that was nothing there were no skeletons in his closet there were no secret sins hidden under the rug of his life he was pure he was clean I pray for men and women of God today who would have that same testimony. Let me just say, if, if there is something in your heart, if there is something in your life that ought not to be there, I want to encourage you. You can take care of that. And the only way that you're going to take care of that is God's way. I know sometimes we like to think that we can handle it ourselves. We can just kind of correct it ourselves and get over it and move on. But here's the truth. That's not going to work. If, it's going, if, we're going to, if we're going to achieve what we're wanting to achieve with that and truly have victory over that sin, we must do it God's way. What's God's way? It says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, praise God, He's faithful to forgive us. He's faithful to cleanse us of that unrighteousness. But what did it say? It says if we confess our sins. We cannot have victory over our sins until we first take them to God. Until we first confess them to God. That's where we bring about that repentance that gives us the victory. I know that's not that, that word repentance is not always something that, uh, that uh, people like to hear. But it's a biblical truth. It's a biblical doctrine that we must embrace if we want to be with God. Has called us to be. So I see Daniel here. I see him in his character. I see him in his. Uh, I see him in the uh, purity that he had. And I'm convicted by that. I don't know about you, but I, I want to press. I want to hold myself accountable to that point. Now, as we look at it, we we see verses one through nine where where his character is revealed. But then notice in verse ten it says, "Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house." And his windows being opened and his chambers toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplications before his God. I see it says at the start of verse 10, now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed. You see here, we see Daniel's choice. We see Daniel's choice. He understood what was going on. He understood the law that was made. He understood the consequence of, of what the actions would be, but he had to make a choice. He had to make a decision: Am I going to go with this and save my life? Am I going to compromise in this area to make it a little further in life? Or am I going to do what God has called me to do? You see, here's the truth. we're all faced with choices. We are all faced with the decisions, not just on a a, a monthly or a weekly or a yearly basis, not on an every now and then basis, but every single day we have to make a choice. We have to make a decision. We're going to do what God would have us to if we're going to be faithful, because here's the thing, the devil, he's consistent. He's coming at us every day. What does God say? It says, morning by morning, new mercies I see. I see that every day, no matter how hard the devil may attack, no matter how intensely the devil may try to tempt us or get us off course, I praise God tonight that we can purpose to do what's right. We can choose to do the right thing. I see that Daniel, he chose to obey God rather than the opportunities of man. No doubt he could have found even more favor. No doubt he could have he could have found opportunities with these other men. But what did he do? He chose to obey God this evening. I want to tell you that there's going to be opportunities thrown before you. The devil, the world, uh, just life in general, they're going to try to get you off course with some type of opportunity. But you must make a decision as to if you are going to obey God or if you're going to follow that opportunity. He chose faithfulness over favor with the king. He could have just simply. Uh, he could have just simply bowed at the king and said, yes, okay, it, it's you, but no. He said God was more important. He said God was was the important. He chose devotion to God over the decree of man. You see, this evening, I I pray that we never have to come to that point where we have to go against the law. But I praise God tonight. He honors our faithfulness. He honors our devotion. I pray for men and women of God that would make a choice honoring to God. He chose to bow before God as opposed to bowing before his enemies. It's easy. I understand. It's easy to to face the stresses and, and the pressures of this world. But there is no one who is worthy of, a, of our worship as God is. Let's give our diligence, let's give our humility to God. He chose a faithful testimony over fleeting treasures. No doubt he could have been, could have been handsomely rewarded. He could have been given all kinds of benefits by his fellow man. But what did he choose? He chose a testimony that would honor God. You say, how do you stay faithful? You, you make a choice to do the right thing. And I get it. There's going to be times where that, that treasure is going to be thrown in front of you. I, I have faced it at times myself. But what would you? What, what is more worthwhile? What is more valuable? A testimony for the glory of God or a treasure that's not going to last? I pray this evening for men and women who would choose a faithful testimony over a fleeting treasure. He chose total commitment to God over compromise. This evening, I pray for men and women. I pray for Christians, for born-again believers. I pray for teenagers. I pray for for children that have accepted Christ as Savior, that would choose to commit, that would choose to fully surrender, to fully dedicate their life to God. You want to know how to make an impact? You want to know how to make a difference in this world? Give your heart completely to God, and He can do something. I praise God this evening for the testimony of, of, of Daniel here. He had to make a choice. It was tough no doubt it was difficult but he chose commitment he chose love for God even over his own life you know many of us won't be faced with this type of decision we won't be faced with life or death decision maybe at some point uh, uh, there's Christians out there today that are facing that but Daniel says I love my Lord more than even even what this life has to offer because God has so much more praise God we have the promise of eternity we have the promise of heaven he chose character over comfort. He chose, he, he chose uh, uh, surrender over, over uh, facing this world. Praise God tonight, we have an example of faithfulness. You see, this evening, what this world needs, it doesn't need, it doesn't need uh, folks who are going to be weak in their faith. This world doesn't need an example of how, of how not to move forward. What this world needs are men and women of God, are Christians, are saints, are children of God who would choose to love the Lord who would choose to live for God. You see, this evening, faithfulness is, is an important, it's a, it's a powerful testimony. It's a powerful tool to reach this world that is around us. But the thing is with faithfulness is it's up to us. It's our decision. No one can decide to be faithful for us. Now, I praise God for a, a great man of God. I praise God for a great pastor who, who loves his people dearly. But here's the truth. A pastor cannot make you faithful. Your mom and daddy cannot make you faithful. Your husband or wife cannot make you faithful. Your your children cannot make you faithful. Your faithfulness is going to be your choice. I I pray for saints of God who would choose faithfulness. So we see Daniel's character. We see Daniel's choices. And then in verse 12, on down through verse 17, we see Daniel's challenge. We see Daniel's challenges. I, I, I see here in verse 12 on down through verse 15 that those men that sought out to hurt him, they, they came at him and he faced an accusation. And these men, they said that Daniel has broken the law. He has done wrong. He has, he has, uh, he has committed a crime against you, O king. And, and the fact of the matter is, he did break the law. Daniel knew that he broke the law. He understood that. He understood the consequence of that. But the challenge was that now he had to deal with that. I see as it goes into verse 16 and 17, it says, uh, it says, And the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, he will deliver thee. Yes, he faced the personal attacks, but here we see the powerfulness of it. It wasn't just that it, it was an empty threat. It wasn't just that it was a possibility that maybe just maybe this could happen. No, he was thrown into the lion's den. I think about his friends earlier in Daniel chapter 3, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They were faithful men of God as well. And you know, the, the truth is that they were thrown into that fiery furnace. They faced the flames. You see, they faced this, they faced the flames, they faced, uh, Daniel faced the lions. In, but, but what happens in the end? I praise God that he was there. I praise God that even when we face that, God's call for us, God's challenge for us is to just stay faithful is to just stick by the stuff and do what God has called us to do. Why why is it that we should do that? Why is it that we should be faithful in spite of our challenges, in spite of the accusations and the attacks of the world? Well, we see it in verse 18 on down through the end of the chapter. We see here Daniel's conquest, praise God. Yes. see, the truth is, yes, he faced, he faced the lion's den. Yes, he was thrown in there. And, and we see in verse 18, Darius, he was afraid. It says, then the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. Then the king arose very early in the morning, and he went uh, in haste into the den of lions. And it says in verse 20, and when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice. Darius was afraid, he didn't think that there was any way, and, and quite honestly, there was no way of, of victory for Daniel in this situation. This was death. There was no way out of this. But what do we see? We see in verse 21, it says, "Then Daniel then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him in sea was found, and also before the yoking have I done." No hurts. You see, praise God. Though Darius was afraid, though, though it didn't make any sense for this to happen, Daniel and his faith, they saw the victory. They saw uh, what, what could not be explained by anything other than God. Praise God tonight that no matter what we face, we have the victory. We have, we have the conquest. We have, we have triumph. We're on the winning side. Praise God. And I notice verse 24, and this is a truth that that we must not overlook. It says, And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of lions. Do not think that we can get away with sin. Do not think that we can get away with going against God's man or God's person. It says, And they, uh, it says, And Uh, which had accused Daniel, and they cast them into the den of the lions, them, their children, and their wives. Isn't it something that sin doesn't just hurt you, but it hurts your family as well? And it says that the lions had mastery of them. I praise God tonight, though, that Daniel had victory even over his foes. Uh, Here's the truth. There is nothing that we can face that we can't have victory over. Why? Through the power of Jesus Christ. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And in verse 25, on down through verse 28, we see Darius. He wrote unto all the people, nations, and languages that dwell in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. Verse 26 I make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom, in tremble and fear before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God, steadfast forever. And his kingdom, that which shall not be destroyed, and his dominion shall be unto the end. He delivereth and rescueth, and he worketh signs and wonders in heaven and in earth, who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. 28, so this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persians. We see also that he had victory in his future. He wasn't going to face what he just faced right here. God had honored his faithfulness. God had blessed Daniel. I praise God tonight that faithfulness that simple consistency for the honor, for the glory of God is powerful. God honors faithfulness. God blesses it. You know, we go through trials. We, we go through situations in life. We, we may have to deal with discouragement. We ha- may have to deal with, with pain that, that we didn't imagine we would have to deal with. But what I praise God for this evening is that we can stay faithful. Why? Because God is faithful. He's promised us. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I'll be a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He also says, I'll supply every one of your needs. He also says that, that uh, I'll never fail you. He also says that if you'll simply call unto me, I'll answer thee. We serve a great God. We serve a God who loves us. We serve a God who is worthy of our faithfulness, who is worthy of our praise. Now, here's the truth. Here's the honest truth. There are some things in this life, I simply just can't do. There are some things I, I'm not capable of. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a great singer. I'm not going to be someone that can stand up and sing a beautiful special. I'll be honest with you. I'm not someone. I'm not the best preacher you've ever heard. I can't give a whole lot of money to the church. I, I, can't, I can't do certain things. But you know, there is something that I can do. There's something that we can all do. We can all be faithful. We can all be consistent. We can all be faithful to God. We can all be faithful in prayer. We can all be faithful in reading the word of God. We can all be faithful in having an excellent spirit. We can all be faithful in loving our brother and sister in Christ. We can all be faithful in our worship, in our praise, in our adoration of God. We can be faithful. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what your background may be. And I'll be honest with you. It doesn't even matter what trials or tribulations you may be facing. Why? Because there's a peace that passeth all understanding. We can be faithful. This evening, I want to ask you tonight. If God were to examine your heart, if if this world were to examine our life, what would they find? Would they find men and women of God? Would they find young people of Christ who are, are faithful to God? who are dedicated, who are committed, who are consistent in their walk with God even. Or maybe they find someone who's floundering a little bit. This evening, I'm here to say that you can enjoy the victory of a faithful life. And I'm here to say also that that faithful life is a powerful witness. I mean, think about it. Yes, there was no national revival in, in Babylon. There was nothing of that nature. But Daniel's faithfulness impressed two kings of Babylon Nebuchadnezzar earlier, Darius here, that doesn't have a great impact. I, I can't imagine what would, praise God. But he, it just in his faithfulness, was able to lead people to Christ. I'm here to say, your faithfulness will be noticed by this world. Your faithfulness will be noticed by your family. Your faithfulness will be noticed by your neighbors. Your faithfulness will be noticed by your coworkers, And it is a witness, it is a testimony to the goodness, to the glory, to the grace of God. Are you faithful tonight? Maybe you sit in this room and you say, well, i got to be honest with you. i got to be honest with you, preacher. I hear what you're saying, and that's great, and that's wonderful. But if I'm being honest, I'm not even sure, brother, that I'm even saved. If that's you tonight, I'm here to tell you that you can accept Christ as Savior. You can live this victorious Christian life. All it takes is simple faith, simple trust in Jesus Christ. We must come to a place where we realize that we're all sinners, not a one of us can boast that we're perfect. Praise God for it too. But, but we've all fell short of the glory of God. But praise God, He loves us so much that He paid the price of our sin in full. And all He asks of us is to simply put our faith and trust in Him. Is to simply call out on Him uh, to, accept, uh, to accept Him as Savior. When we do, He gives us the victory. He gives us that peace. He gives us that joy. All He asks of us is faithfulness. All he asks of us is consistency. Are you that faithful Christian? Are you that faithful witness for the glory of God? Let's bow our heads. Let's close our eyes.